I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And we coming from a basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome to the podcast, Dianos. I'm Jordan Hall, and this is my co-host, Eric Wayne. What's going on, man? Not much. How are you? I'm good. Actually had a little bit of spring today. Uh, yes, at, yes. It, I think it got up to 52, and you can actually see a little bit of my driveway for the first time in pretty much as long as I can remember. That's impressive, yeah. especially since you're at such a northern climb up there in, uh, in yeah. the big TC. All of my friends tell me I live in southern Canada, which actually we I live more north than a lot of Canada. Um, just in time to honor the boys getting to camp. So. Yes, beautiful scenes. Scenes. It's like it's almost second to only to Augusta National. You know, you get the azaleas. I mean, that's that's the sign of spring. This is the real sign of spring, of course. We hear the popping of leather. We hear um, Rondon making promises. <laughs> it's spring. It's so good. Oh, I'm I'm so ready, so ready to go. Um, so on a completely unrelated subject, I'm not sure if you saw this or not, but Transformers actor Shia LaBeouf. Are you familiar with this man? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. As we speak, unfortunately, <laughs> as we speak right now, he is live streaming himself from an elevator in England for 24 hours. Um, he's joined in this elevator by uh, two, as far as I know, less famous people. If that's if that's possible, mm-hmm. um, it's allegedly something they refer to in air quotes performance artwork. Sure, of course, of, of course. But get this: he's allowed bathroom breaks, which seems uh, to defeat the purpose that seems kind of like cheating yeah um so many questions most of which begin with why um so this brings us to the leadoff question for this week who from the world of baseball would you most or least like to be stuck in an elevator with for a long period of time um okay so most in the world of baseball is going to be uh dan dickerson Mm. I mean, I love me some Dan. Dan's been around. He's going to know everything that I want to know about, you know, what's going on with the Tigers. He's knowledgeable. Um, he's uh, he's going to mix in some numbers. I love I love me some Dan. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, I actually came up with, with one for each because I'm, I'm a bit of an overachiever. Very interestingly, I for most, I went in a similar direction. Um I obviously wanted someone Tigers related to tell me, you know, regale me with stories, but mm-hmm. I went maybe a little bit more interesting than Dan. I went with Rod. There's, there's nobody that makes me laugh quite like, quite like Rod. Um, I'd want to be in an elevator with him for 24 hours. Um, You're going to want 24 hours of Rod. <laughs> it would be 24 hours to remember. That's for sure. Well, you're going to remember it cause he's going to say the same thing every five minutes. How are you going to be able to forget? I love Rod. I, he he does constantly repeat himself, but I can't he help does. myself. He makes me laugh so much. Um, and who I at least want to be stuck in with, my first thought was Mark Burley, because I think he's a massive douche. Um, but then I thought of someone even douchier, and that is Jonathan Papelbon. Um, <laughs> he would probably get into some sort of fight about whose fault it was that we were stuck. Um, but I think I could choke him out. I don't, I don't think that that would be – I don't think he'd be coming after me. 
Uh, so, Pavelbarn, uh, I'm going to give you the answer to this, and you're going to say, oh, yeah, of course that is the answer. And the answer is Delman. Delman. <laughs> oh, yeah, Do you of want... course that's the answer. You're going to be stuck in an elevator with Delman for that long? I don't think so. Gosh, he um, would have so many words for me. <laughs> None of them you may, you may want to repeat to anyone. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to get in, the sh- in touch with the show, you can contact us at podcastianos.com. Would you like me to spell that, or are we all okay? If they can't spell it, they don't deserve to. <laughs> Touche. Um, I am at Jordan Hall 23 Eric is at Comeric Eric. And I promise you, in the near future, um, I am sending our podcast iTunes, so you will be able to subscribe, rate, and review. When it's up there, please do that. It will do us a load of good. All right, let's get on to some new business. Big news. Uh, was it was it yesterday? I, I'm pretty sure that we signed Bobby Parnell. Um, I, I, you know. So what's the big news? Uh, whoa! All right, shots fired. Oh. <laughs> no, not not a fan of this move. I take it. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. It's 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 Bobby Parnell. I mean. I don't know. Tell me about Bobby Parnell, Jordan. Why should I be excited? Okay, here's here's in 2013. Granted, I, I will admit that that was two full seasons ago. Do it mm-hmm. had a 2.16 ERA. Um, I I was reading one of the articles from one of the beat reporters, which I'm sure they love me the specifics there. Mm-hmm. Um, was talking about how in one at bat in, in 2013, um, he tried to sneak seven straight fastballs by Miguel Cabrera at over 100 miles an hour and was successful in striking him out um big arm you know he's coming back from injuries yes um mm-hmm. but I, I for the price of virtually nothing you know no risk if we if we ditch him at the end of spring training i want this dude in camp i mean he throws hard he he closed for the mets not that he had many opportunities back then um i, I could see this being <coughs> excuse me a, a very high impact signing for virtually nothing I don't know, dude. I, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna trust you and say, sure. But I, I'm also very, very optimistic. I tend to to lean that that way. I'm sure you're you're probably right. Most of the time, stuff like this leads to nothing. But you know, JD Martinez. That's the <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you got to take some flyers. I agree with that. Take flyers if it's low price. You hope you get a JD Martinez, and you just chalk off the Joel Hanrahan's to the scrap heap of bonfired, you know, flyers. Yeah. You'd be done. Yeah. So. Ho- hopefully he's more JD than Mark Krause. Um, all right. <laughs> so I thought that for this, this episode, as, as pitchers and catchers are now in camp, as obviously are, are many of the position players, uh, we start to look at some of the storylines that are surrounding the Tigers entering spring training. Um, there, there aren't, there's not a lot of drama that's, it's going to unfold. No. I don't, I don't think in spring training for us, which I think is a good thing. It's absolutely a good thing. Um, and the drama that you have is around like the very fringest of players. That's, that's great. Yeah, definitely. Um, why don't we start in the rotation? Um, the number five starter spot is, is up for grabs. You have Verlander penciled in at number one, um, Zimmerman and Anibal, and then Mike Pelfrey, uh, a podcast favorite in the four spot. Um, <laughs> It seems like the the beat reporters are referring to Daniel Norris as a lock. Um, is he? And if he is, should he be? Yes and yes. All right. Yes, he's a lock, and yes, he should be. Um, you, what I, I mean, you if you hear El Avila talk and he's like, oh, you and, and they ask him about the fifth starter spot. Oh, we have a number of guys who are gonna compete for this spot. There's there's Shane Green, and then there's Oh, another uh, another number of guys. Like Green is the only guy he mentions. Definitely, like, Green is the guy. And frankly, there's not even a, a, a competition for the fifth starter spot. There's a competition for the fourth starter spot, and the fourth starter is freaking Daniel Norris, and the fifth starter is Pelfrey versus the Triple A, the the Quad A guys. All right, I know this is going to be an extreme. I believe in Norris. I. I that's the thing is I know this is extremely unpopular. He's he's already very popular, but I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks that maybe Norris isn't quite um, quite where he not where he should be, you know, developmental wise. Um, but 
I don't know. I, I'm not sure he's ready. I, I would not be surprised if Shane Green makes more starts at the big league level than Daniel Norris this year. Have you seen his beard? <laughs> if only that's what it took. If only. I, I like Shane Green. I've, I've always liked Shane Green. Um, essentially, since he, he diced us up, what was that, in 2014? Right, he did. Um, yeah, he did. He, uh, and I know that's... It's being getting a little too close to it because you know how I mean we had a good offense that year, but it's not like we were world beaters either. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I would be surprised if Norris uh, had no hiccups over the course of the year. Does that, okay. does that seem fair? Um, okay. So presu- presumably, presumably he gets the number five gig. Uh, I mean that seems pretty nailed on. What do you do with the other four? Green, um, Buck, uh, Matt Boyd, and Kyle Ryan. I mean. Can we send those all to? Tri- I mean, that is that our AAA rotation right there? I mean, you're gonna have to send some guys to AAA. You got to pick and choose a little bit. You take uh, two or the th- two or three that you're going to keep stretched out, or more. I don't I don't know the exact numbers. You keep some guys stretched out. You tuck them in AAA, and when the time arises for uh, a spot starter, you you grab them. Um, there's gonna be two bullpen spots up for up for grabs you take maybe the guys who are best suited for that kind of work and maybe you give them a shot or you let them relieve in Toledo um I am of the opinion that um yeah there's only there's only two spots up up for grab really so yeah I I don't know you pick you pick the guys who you want stretched out and no matter how good they look you do not put them in the big league bullpen because you will need a, another starter and you need somebody stretched out. I think I think if it were me, I would keep Shane Green and Boyd as my my long or my starters. Yep. Um, yep. I think I, I think Kyle Ryan has stuff that could transition well into the bullpen. You know, yeah. throw in in shorter bursts, have him throw a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, and and I I think to a certain extent the same is true for for Buck. Although I, I don't know. I'm I'm not a, a Buck Farmer fan, even though he has the greatest name in history of the world. Right. Because um, <laughs> I mean, you have a lot of a lot of these fringe guys ready to jump into your bullpen who are not starters. You have you have Verhagen if he doesn't make the club right away. You have Kyle Ryan. You have Br- uh, Bruce Rondon floating out there someplace. You have in, you have um, Nesbit. Who might give you something? You have who am I missing? Michael Fulmer. What are you going to do with Michael Fulmer? I know we're going to talk about him more later. Why don't, why don't we just get into to him right now? I feel like the rotation kind of bleeds into the bullpen. How do you feel about That's, using okay. Fulmer out of the bullpen? I don't know enough about his stuff, dude. Um, I, his stuff sounds like it will. I, I mean, I am not going to pretend that I've seen him pitch a ton, but it sounds like his his arsenal um would translate well into the bullpen it's i'm I'm more coming at it from a philosophical standpoint we've seen so many arms like jabba um aaron sanchez i think you can make a case for um highly rated guys what do we do with them um does it does it ruin the arm when you you go back and forth uh you can't do it too much i mean if you think if you think he is going to be a starter, um, you you need to take a block of time and pencil him into that role. So if you think he's going to be a starter, you at least go half the year in Toledo and let him be a starter and stretch out. If you think he's going to be a reliever, you let him for the first half of the year or whatever be a reliever. And if you don't ever use him or whatever, and you want to or you want to use him in a role, stretch him out later. I, I don't know the, all the philosophies on this, but you don't want to be jerking these guys back and forth. I wouldn't think. To me, that essentially ruined Jabba's career. I mean, he he had all the makings to be either a really good starter or a really good reliever, and you know we we saw what he ended up. Yeah, he just became kind of fuzzy. That's about all he became. <laughs> that that's pretty good. Um, okay, so let's see. The consensus is that we'll need two behind K Rod, Mark Lowe, Justin Wilson, Alex Wilson, and Blaine Hardy. Yes. Um, I read today that Verhagen is penciled in uh, ahead of the other group just based on his work down the stretch last year, yeah. which yeah. I love. I love Verhagen. 
who who's your seventh? Um, you know, you have your rotation guys, Falmer. Mm-hmm. Is it Rondone, Nesbitt, Jimenez? Jimenez? Either either way. Jimenez is a little ways away, yeah. But he's freaking good. Let me tell you that. Joe Jimenez is a stud. But he's a little young yet. Um, in fact, he's way young yet. I like... Who do I like? Um, God, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe I like Rondone. You know what? I think I like Rondone. All right. For the last spot in the bullpen, he's going to – that's a little ego kick. But I don't know. You bring him in. You need a strikeout. If he's, We'll see how it's how he throws this spring. Could kind of take that Al Al role. Um yeah, we don't have anybody in the in the top six that are. I mean, Verhagen obviously can Verhagen. throw more than more than one inning, but I wouldn't oh, mind necessarily yeah, seeing Kyle Ryan get the gig um, as as somebody who can be, you know, the the so mop guy. I guess you want three lefties in the bullpen. Um, I'm a lefty. I have a hard time saying no to that, but I don't know. Um, I I prefer him to to Buck. So yeah, I I would as well. Um, I don't. I don't know. know. You know what? None of this matters. None of this matters. Remember who got the the last bullpen spot last year? Uh, Nesbitt, correct? Nesbitt did. And how important was that for the season? Um, Inconsequential. Inconsequential. These guys are going to go up and down, bounce around a thousand times this year. Whoever breaks camp and goes north as the seventh bullpen guy makes absolutely no difference. It's going to get a lot of coverage, but it it makes it makes zero difference. That is You're going to get a week into the season, and there's going to be somebody different. That's true. It, yeah. That's hashtag perspective right there. Yes. <laughs> Um, so, and I want to see Parnell make the club. So I'm just going to, I'm going to come on the record there. I, I like Parnell. Yeah, Parnell. I didn't even pencil it. He's not even on my little paper here. That's because he's such a li- Parnell. I don't, I don't, is he healthy? I saw a quote today and I should really write, start writing down who, uh, who these quotes are, are from that said that he's night and day from last year. So, you know, they, they all would say that, but you know, it could be true. I, I want it to be true. Because he's got a big arm. Had a big arm, at least. Right. All right. Nick Tape Cass- them together. <laughs> yeah. I, I've always been a fan of the stapling. But, nice. you know. Um, Nick Cassianos, the the poster boy for this show. Popular breakout candidate. I feel like everyone, all of the guys are saying that this is the year that he becomes what we assumed he could be. Um, do you buy it? Um, I do. But perhaps for not the same reasons why you're thinking. Um, I, you pointed out to me there was a article, Jeff Seidel, if I'm saying his na- name right, um, attitude change, things in perspective, break outcome. You know, uh, I'm not buying the attitude business. I mean, Nick's Nick's attitude is kind of who Nick is. The reason why I might buy him as a breakout candidate is because he's 23 years old. And he's going to be 24 this year. That has nothing to do with maturity. It's just that if you look at the bell curve of a normal player's progression, this is where you get improvements. This is the, we're getting into the prime time of of Nick, right? Mm-hmm. So his attitude. I mean, he's I, in that article. I saw he's got a two and a half year old son, and I don't want to talk personal issues too much. But he's been a father for a couple of years. And if his attitude hasn't been like particularly mature last year, or the year before, this the upcoming year isn't going to be um oh I've I've seen the light. I'm gonna take responsibility or whatever. No. So it's not for attitude, but yes, I am buying because I mean, he's just another year older. Yeah, I can see I can see that being the case. Like when he was a prospect, I don't know. I don't know like how into prospects you are, but I've I've spent more time looking at them than than I should. The thing that was always so advanced with him was the hit tool, his pitch recognition, the way he approached in at bat, and I feel like that's kind of been the last thing to come for him, which is yep. which is frustrating. And you know, like you say, another year into the development, maybe he spent this winter, you know, 
watching pitch sequences and, and figuring stuff like that out. But I, I was just looking at his numbers. He did drive in 73 runs last year. I mean, that's that's quite a bit for hitting, you know, what, he hit 6-7 last year? Oh, he can um, hit. But I, I, I saw him as, a, as more of a 300-type hitter, maybe without, you know, with, with similar power than he's shown. I think this is the year that he pushes that that average, I don't know, 275 to 280, somewhere somewhere in that range. Yeah, I can see that. Um, does he have to have um, – how much does he need to improve his defensive work for any offensive breakthrough to make him a success? Um, next to none. Okay. I mean, if he plays the same level of defense he played last year – um, not the year before, but last year, and he gets much better at the plate. That's success. Um, I don't know all the metrics, but the year before last, he was like on the bottom of everything, and he got, from my understanding, a little better. It's still not good, but um, he's got a hit. I mean, he's got to hit his way out of below he's a below average defensive third baseman and that's okay um but you gotta hit yeah definitely right oh for sure i i think he's his how bad he is defensively gets a little bit overblown especially considering people love to rail on how you know miggy was bad like you know there's kind of this this narrative that surrounds the tigers like they're all just garbage fielders which you know in historically, it's been you know more true than not. But you know, even average fielders get labeled ter- terrible when you wear the the old English D. Right. It's it's okay to be below average. This isn't Lake Wobegon. Okay, we have real numbers. There's like you know you can be below average defensively and be a good third baseman. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, catch the ball, throw it to first, and preferably not in the dirt. Although Mickey does have he. I feel like that's like the one area that he he doesn't struggle in is is digging it out. Yeah, um, all right, so let's move on to Andy Ball Sanchez, um, number penciled in at number three. I, I would say in our rotation. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I feel like there's a lot of um, a lot of drama that's surrounded him over the last couple of years. When is he coming back? I feel like every time you know you'd listen to a broadcast or you'd watch, there would be some sort of update on on when just when Andy Ball's coming back. Um, and he's a popular bounce back candidate. Now he's 31 and it's been two years, um, that have more or less been ruined. Do you think he can ever be the 2013 any ball again? Um, I believe he was fourth in the Cy Young voting that year. No, no, I don't. Um, I think he can put together a solid season. I mean, he doesn't need to finish fourth in the in the Cy Young voting to be a super important piece to this club. He needs to pitch in what thirty you know thirty games or whatever. Yeah, and he needs to work some innings, and he needs to be better and stay healthy. Um, if we if he is if he gets hurt and he misses half of the year and we're cobbling together from our quad A stock like we did a lot last year in the second half with two spots for quad A folks, then we're done. It's absolutely done. Yeah. Right. It's... If if he's a, a a B minus player instead of a A minus player, uh, that's okay. But he can't be a incomplete. He can't. He can't not be on the mound, because um, then we're kind of screwed. Yeah, for sure. Um, they were talking in in one of the articles about about Annie Ball, about how he's put in a lot more strenuous work this off season. Um, bul- uh, bulking, I guess bulking is probably the wrong word, but strengthening up the the oblique, a lot of his core muscles, um, mm-hmm. and, and they thought that some of the problems that he developed um when he was pitching last year um because he he was he he threw a decent amount last year and was wildly ineffective for a lot of it and they thought that the residue of of his injuries were affecting his arm slot which which kind of makes sense whereas if he comes into the season a little bit more you know bulked up ready to go hopefully we can avoid some of the injuries and even when he's you know 
feeling a little tired. Hopefully the the arm slot stays the same. I have a question for you. He got all those bombs hit on him last year, mm-hmm. right? Is that a statistical anomaly going from one year where he gave up next to none and then the next year he just got shelled? Or is he uh, he's got to just be serving up softballs, right? I mean, I think he uh, is that related to the to the injury stuff, or what I'm wondering is, is the is he a failure and try to adjust, and that led to the injury? What's going on with him? I, I maybe one of the oh. most noticeable things is McCann caught him a lot more last year than Avila did, and not not criticizing McCann's game calling, but you know there could be a little bit something there. But you think that makes a difference? Yes, I do. Um, I. I, I mean, you know, I can't I can't sit behind, you know, them and see what he's calling every pitch. But from catcher to catcher, like, you know, not to, you know, I obviously didn't pitch nearly at this same level. But from one catcher to another, you you know, a, a good, smart, you know, catcher who thinks the game can really draw the best out of you. And, you know, once again, not saying that McCann wasn't doing that. I just it makes you wonder a little bit, at least me. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, so he he missed. He left uh, August with a rotator cuff strain. What what does that mean? Is that a significant thing? I mean, it's not an elbow. It's not core muscle. It's a it's a shoulder, right? Yes. I wonder. I wonder if that has not not so much that that, that was a problem, but that made him overcompensate with other things, and that threw okay. kind of his mechanics out of whack. I, I mean, I, all speculation here, but. That would, that would kind of be my guess. Okay. All right. So let's move on to some of the really important topics coming into spring training. Have you seen the, the orange hats that they're, that will be sporting this year? Of course I have. Marchant? What are your thoughts? Yes. I think they look – they altered the logo to make the vines fatter, and it makes them look cheap. Mm. It makes them look like Chinese knockoffs – that you get from Shipshuana and like your dad-in-law wears and it, it's got like tigers printed in aerial font on the side and it, it's made you know you can kind of see the cardboard through the they look cheap because they they look different like the the, the logo isn't uh reflective of the old English D it's 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 different so I don't like them took the thoughts but I don't like anything right so. out of my head I would they they like kind of came out with the announcement like hey look at the spring training hats mm-hmm. I started looking at them and I loved like all of them and then I finally saw the Detroit one and I'm like oh no like <laughs> there it's virtually the only spring training hat that isn't awesome and I I really really do not like our hat i will not be purchasing not that i would have anyway no, but no so what would you do what would you do with a hat I, I mean i it's i know it doesn't sell any extra hats but i love just the navy with the white d on the front like it's you know to yeah. me that's the best hat in baseball that's that's the one i want to wear right it's well that's true but, but i mean that doesn't got, sell extra extra hats though obviously i wanted for spring training a white hat hmm because they're they're not wearing the home whites. They got the the blues, right? The navy tops or whatever. Right. Jerseys. Perfect time. Wear a white hat with a blue D. That is that would be sweet. I didn't even think about sweet. that with the with the navy top. Yeah. That would that yeah. would be baller. I'd I'd buy one of those for sure. I, I my head sweats too much and it would turn yellow instantly, so <laughs> I wouldn't buy one. But I think you'd look good in it. Oh thanks. Oh boy, I, I actually never wear hats either. I have a, a large collection, none of which I, I wear. But that's neither here nor there. Okay, one more one more thing. Uh, the Las Vegas over under on wins for the season was set um, at eighty five. Mm-hmm. Um, you got you got five dollars to 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 wager. Where are you going? Well, that's generous. Wow, thank you. Only <laughs> five bucks. I feel poor. Um, I'm taking the over. The over. I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why I want the over. One is because I enjoy baseball and I enjoy my team and I want to see them win and I think they're going to do it. And all you people who just want to like drop turds on the Tigers every year, oh, blah, 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 the leaders don't know what they're doing, the Tigers are going to suck this year, go, go poo-poo something else. Go poo-poo politics. Go 
hate on something that is not something I enjoy. Stop it. Pick the over. Love your team. Cheer them on. That's reason number one. Reason number two is that's an obtainable number. 85. They can do that. How many? Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. How many wins did the freaking Minnesota Twins have last year? Hmm. 83. They had 83. You can't tell me that the Tigers can't do better, two games better, than the than the 2015 Minnesota Twins. Wow. When you Come put on. it like that, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, I'll, I'll obviously take the over, too. I, I want to I say we're going to win 92 games. Well, I wouldn't go that far. And I, I think that's enough. Time. And obviously, I think that's enough to win the, the division. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I want to get back to your to your poo pooing point, as as one always does. Um, are you talking about Tigers fans that are poo pooing, you know, our own team? Yeah. So okay. I'm listening yeah, sure. to the radio yesterday, which was a mistake. Which was a mistake. And there's this fan comes on, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I just don't have any confidence in the Tigers' brain trust. You know, Leland is still around as a consultant in Lamont, and you know that they're still informing decisions. I wish Osmus could do this. I just don't have any faith in them. It's probably the same dope who's calling in, just be like, every." Every fall, the Lions, you know, they're looking really good this year. I really could believe that they're going to do it. The Tigers have put together not an, an extremely long legacy, but a decade now of sustainably good baseball. Mm-hmm. Right? Sustainably good baseball. I know we're missing the World Series. I'm one of these guys who thinks getting to the playoffs is better than finishing last. Not everybody agrees with me. Some people say anything that is not a World Series is worthless. And I to them would say, you're not very good at thinking. So um, the Tigers have been, until last year, they have been good. All right. So um, I'm positive. Go out to the park, see the team, you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't know why you're why anybody would want to hate. I don't get that. It's something. It's a it's a leisure activity that you want to enjoy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, are there times when I disagree with moves or sure. you know? Yeah, obviously. But I I don't understand how you can see what like you said what the Tigers have done over the last ten years and think that there isn't a clue. Like right. there there is. They're they're good. Right. And if you would accuse me of being a Pollyanna and everything's good, you know, maybe a little bit. Because, and I'm okay with that, because I enjoy it. I don't want to hate everything all the time. Sometimes it's cathartic, and you just want to be pissed off. If you're not pinch running for Prince Fielder, this is the most mad I've ever been during a Tigers game. I, I, was in, I was in a pizza place, and I'm watching the game, and they did not pinch run for Prince Fielder. And I, and I could have thrown things. There was pepper on the walls. Yeah, you know, the red pepper is going everywhere. <laughs> could have freaking screamed and his fat ass got thrown out anyway <laughs> i uh i like the tigers i want them to do well and i'm positive boom ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. Power rankings. I always enjoy this. This is fun. Okay. Like I said before to you, um, I'm going to give you two choices, and you have to pick one. All right. And you don't have a lot of time to think so about it. So much and pressure. Then, 
and then I will give you a rundown of power rankings, okay? All right. So your choices today are one, European countries, <laughs> or two, models of minivan. <laughs> Those are your choices. I'm going to go European countries just because I won't be able to tell the difference between the minivans. Though I feel like there there could be a lot of humor in that, too. How, how old are you? I am 26. No, oh, 27. Just... Sorry, I just had a birthday. Do you have children? No. Oh, y- your day is coming, my friend. <laughs> Get yourself a minivan. All right, we'll talk about that. We'll offer that in the pairing for next time. So Ooh. maybe next time you yeah. choose minivans. <laughs> so European, European countries. And, of course, this is the top seven and then bottom three. So here we go. We're going to start out with a Scandinavian nation and they they make terrific furniture that you can put together. <laughs> it is Sweden. Sweden has a great color scheme. It's got the blue and yellow. And Sweden, I'm going to tell you, is kind of a stand-in for all three of the big three Scandinavian countries. Finland and Norway also very solid, continually rank among the world's happiest people. Um, a little socialist, but they're going to take care of you and they're going to give you some health care up in the Scandinavian countries. So Sweden uh, is comes in at number seven. You can't forget with Sweden that they have produced the world's greatest athletes in Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And if you don't know who that is, yeah, Google I him. Do. He is incredible. I know. I know. I know. No, he not, plays not you, the, 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 the audience. Do you think he's single-handedly responsible for like the man bun? the little man ponytail i'd like to think so and many other things that across that we that we are you know are more subtle yes if i could be so, a man it would probably be zlatan other, you know other than myself li- he's living in paris yeah you know he's living a good life dude yes oh for sure wow <laughs> okay so sweden and um, honorable mention to finland and norway okay number six and this is going to be kind of low uh, this might surprise you. Number six is Germany. Hmm. Germany. Okay. Germany has some good things. Beer. But you can't have interesting beer. It's got to you know, go with the, the purity laws in Germany, right? You have a little bit of history with bad government in Germany. Sorry, Germany. A few missteps with your leadership over there. Okay? Not so good. Not so good. Um, uh, yes, you're thorough good engineering but that can be a little bit uh a little bit fastidious okay just relax germany okay let us have a little a little freedom okay so germany is number six number five france france has a lot of good things paris is beautiful it's got a lot of nice countryside if you're gonna if you're gonna get a glass of wine what are you gonna where are you gonna get it from uh traverse city michigan for sure France. Just kidding. Obviously. Don't drink any of that Lelanol garbage. You want some French wine. You, um, uh, they have good toast and kissing, right? French. It's good. Can't argue with that. All right. Four. Four is England. England. Now, English people can be a little sloppy. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you otherwise. Uh, a lot of white people there in England, of course. Uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> um, England uh, is really nice to visit uh, because they speak English, True. which makes it super easy. And England is quaint. You got little villages. You know, you got Northam, Shire, Forest, or whatever. And you go and you see their, you know, 17th Division football club. And you go to the the cock and bull pub and you tip back you know some brown ale that they sell it's england it's beautiful i love me some england and daphne moon can't can't forget about daphne right (laughs) i'm gonna go with number three is the netherlands the netherlands is often underrated netherlands is great they have large windmills um my genetic code mm-hmm. comes from the Netherlands, cool. which predisposes me to like the Netherlands. That makes sense. Right? Um, <clears throat> what else does the Netherlands have going for it? They are very good with their color scheme. I like orange. Orange is not on their flag, but is the color of the royal family. 
there. Uh, you know that the House of Orange. I like I like me some Netherlands. You have get yourself some Stroop waffles, some good food, and uh, you know Hans Brinker is important. Do some do some skating. Hmm. Interesting. I've never heard the name. Should I? Yeah. <laughs> Next number two is Italy. Italy is it's shaped like a boot. That's nice. You can identify it quickly on a map. I mean, it gave you Rome. Otherwise, we wouldn't have Times New Roman as our font, right? I can't argue with that either. No. You know, we wouldn't have the, the movie Gladiator. I mean, what would Russell Crowe be doing if it wasn't for Italy? He'd be in Australia making stupid movies instead of making Gladiator. Not so good for the Christians for a while in Italy, but... Italy had the some good cities, you know, Florence, Naples, um, good food. Where would we be without Italy culinary-wise? Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay, number one. You want to take a shot at number one? I'm going to go with Spain. Spain! Yes, you got it. Spain is the correct answer. First of all, everybody in America takes, you know, intro, one, the Spanish one and two. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go to Europe and be cute and try as a young person to hook up with some hot European babes, you want to go to Spain. Right. Spain. They take siestas. Uh, they like to party. You're going to go to the disco. Everybody's pretty chill. You're going to um, you're going to check out the tomatina. You're going to throw tomatoes at each other. That's really cool in Spain. You're going to go to a bullfight and you're going to. Um, Enjoy some nice weather. The weather's good in Spain. Barcelona, some of the world's best soccer is obviously in Spain. Yeah. Um, Spain is a good country. Now, their economic situation, eh, not so good. But when you're drunk and partying, you don't care about, the, <laughs> you know, what interest rates are doing or how much you owe the EU, right? Because you're having fun and you're siesting because it's freaking Spain. Boom. To be, to be fair, you have to be a, an economic genius to really understand any of that anyway. So That's true. Okay. Now, do you want the worst five or the worst three? Yeah. Worst? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, the third from the bottom is Austria. Oh. Austria. Austria could do a lot more than what it has. It's not as good as Switzerland. I mean, right? At least Switzerland had neutrality. What does Austria have? They have like an open horn. Like, come on, Austria. You could do better. Third, uh, second from the bottom is Hungary. Hungary, um, for where it's positioned, should do better. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call out the like the Eastern European countries. Like you could pick out some of those and say you are a crappy country. But guess what? They had a little bit of hardship. These are the countries that maybe should have done a little bit better. Hungary should have done a little better. I'm thinking. Okay, and therefore that brings me to the worst one, and that's Luxembourg. Luxembourg. You're small, Luxembourg. You have nothing to offer. You're 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 geographically positioned in a wonderful spot. What's Luxembourg famous for? Nothing. Like nothing. Nothing. Luxembourg is famous for being worthless. And that's what it is. Luxembourg's the worst European country. Boom. There you have it. Boom. All right. You ready to move on to listener mail? Yes. All right. If you want to get in touch with the show, like we said. Um, at Jordan Hall 23 or at Comerica Eric. Um, the first one, what do you guys think about the Tigers play-by-play announcer swap between the TV and radio that will have happen several times this year? I'm relatively indifferent. I'm excited to hear Dan on TV. Yeah. Any, any net increase of Dan Dickerson is, is good. Yeah, that works for me. To be to be fair, between Dan and and Mario, we have two of the best play by play guys. That I mean, I, obviously, you haven't heard all of them, but I, I really right. like both of them. We we are extremely blessed in this yeah. state to have those two. I got to tell you though, Mario Mario does a very professional, a very good job, but he's professional and tame to the point of like. You never would hear Mario say anything out of line, but you maybe lose a little bit of um, 
interest. That's a true. little bit of right. color. Yeah, I'll right? get that. Definitely. Um, but yeah, because he's so professional. I mean, he even the jokes are very, just very mild, right? And sometimes their carefulness is always is a little bit like, just say something funny or interesting. Like if it's in garbage time, they'll see a little kid like stuffing cotton candy up their nose or something and just be like, oh, the fans here are having a good time. And just like, come on. I mean, you can say something funny about this. Nobody else is watching or caring. Yeah. All right. The next one. What do you guys think about Jim Gaffigan as the new Colonel Sanders? Do you want me to answer this? I'm, I feel like I'm taking all Do you these. have an opinion? Oh, do I have an opinion? <laughs> of course I have an opinion. I do. Let me tell you, I do not get these KFC ads at all. And I'm a guy who likes the Little Caesars commercials. <laughs> bite, bite, the, sip, sip. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Love bite, bite, <laughs> sip, sip. They got the frilly sleeves. I love that. <laughs> it's terrific. But they, they started with Daryl Hammond. And so he's doing his Colonel Sanders impression. I was like, oh, okay, is Daryl Hammond going to be this thing now forever? And then all of a sudden, it kind of changed, and it's Norm MacDonald. And you have to kind of listen for it. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's Norm MacDonald, and he's doing the chicken shtick here. And I'm like, is, is the point of – at first I was confused. Like, is the point of this trying to honor Colonel Sanders and, like – revive that aspect of the brand and then it was like well is he trying to be is it trying to be funny because it kind of doesn't work on that level and now they switched again to Jim Gaffigan when it's trying to I think clearly trying to be more funny than the other two guys but I just don't get it the whole thing seems like a mess to me yeah and there's there's no jokes written into the commercial it's just like this is Jim Gaffigan you should laugh at what he says like you know, you know what I mean. Yes, I don't get it at all. Yeah, I I was like Jim. What do you like? I I think Jim is very funny, and I do too. He obviously loves food. Like that's the basis of everything he talks about. So it seems like a natural fit, but I don't know. It just feels like he's cheapening himself. It it could have been done better. Yeah. All right, last one. Um, have you guys ever wondered if babies understand more than they let on? No. Babies are idiots. <laughs> babies do not understand more than they let on. See, I, th- this one I got to disagree. I think. I think that there's a, a small chance, a non-zero chance, that babies <coughs> look at you going goo goo gaga thinking, what is this moron saying to me? Talk to me like an adult. Talk to me about the the interest rates in Spain. You know, right. something like that. No, I'm telling you, the reason kids under about three don't remember anything, it's not because their brains are still developing. It's not. It's because they're idiots. All right? Kids do not know anything. They're dumb. <laughs> All right, let's move on to game time. Um, for this or for game time this week, uh, we'll be playing a lifelong favorite of the Mitten State. Uh, state. It's called <laughs> Con. Yes, he did. Con. No, he did not. Oh my gosh! Really? All right. <laughs> the game is simple. I will read Eric a quote and ask him if Kanye West said that. He will have to tell me Con. Yes, he did, or Con. No, he did not. It's it's fairly simple. Um, if he gets it right he gets the point if he gets it wrong I get the point which makes it a game alright are you ready explanation yes okay I'm ready the first one my greatest pain in life is that I will never be able to see myself perform live yeah he said that yes he did so one point for you 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 keep track of the score okay alright I am (laughs) I clicked my pen right here you can probably hear that so Jay gets a one. No, I get a one. <laughs> one, Jay, zero. Okay, go. All right. I don't even want to give myself any form of title anymore. I'm not calling myself a genius. I'm not calling myself a visionary. Only thing I can say is that I'm a servant. Gosh. Are these Trump quotes or Kanye quotes? Um, oh, that would have been a better game. Trump or Kanye? Trump or Kanye. That could have been fun. Um, I'm going to say, yes, he said that. Two in a row. He did say that. Because obviously. All right. Next one. I find myself eating different kinds of chicken each and every day, even even if it's by surprise. Uh, Just because one of these has to be a no. I'm going to say no to this one. Three for three. You have a knack for my games. Um, That was ludicrous (laughs) that said that. Yeah. 
Okay. I wonder if the bitch ever got out of Ludacris's way. <laughs> Do you ever wonder about that? One, one would have assumed just based on repetition, but, I mean, yeah. I guess there's no reason to think that. She should have got the point. <laughs> All right. I am the number one human being in music. That means any person that's living or breathing is number two. Uh, yeah, he said that. He I definitely said yes. that, yes. Um, all right, I'm just gonna assume that you're gonna get all of these quick, all of these right. Uh, the next one: one thing you can't do with your babies, you can't give them steak. Uh, I'm gonna say no. He did not say that either. That was Flava Flav, which you know that kind of harkens back yeah, to our earlier boy. discussion. <laughs> you can't give them steak. You can't talk about interest rates. Um, all right, next one. They're not smart. <laughs> Sometimes people write novels and they just be so wordy and so self-absorbed. I am not a fan of books. I would never want a book's autograph. I'm a proud non-reader of books. Oh, uh, yes, he did say that. He he did say that. All right, one more. This is for all the marbles. You are you were 6 for 6 by the way. I'm 6 for 6. I don't know if you should be proud or appalled. I'm um, ashamed. <laughs> all right, last one. Um I hate it when I'm on a flight and I wake up with a water bottle next to me like, oh, great. Now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. This is definitely he said this. This is a famous one. Yes, he definitely did say that. So you are seven for seven. Um, You you skunked me if that's if that's a a term in this game. Next time we're going to play Lynn Henning or the book of Ecclesiastes. (laughs) Which is one of the fav- my favorite articles I ever wrote was either, was Lynn Henning or the Book of Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Deal. That sounds that sounds awesome. All right. Yeah, um, don't don't read it. I'll quiz you next time. Done. All right. If you want to get in touch with the show, uh, you can reach us at podcastianos.com. And even if you want to just see words about us, uh, they're on there. Um, you can. <laughs> can get in touch with us there i am at jordan hall 23 he is at comericaeric.com and we remind you again subscribe rate and review if you are listening to us on itunes um any last words to say to the people before we get out of here for the night thank you for listening yeah thank you for for having us into your earbuds and with that we will catch you guys next week goodbye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.